Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan, Michael, and Moscow with you on the weekly show. Say something about Levi Solicitors, Michael. I can't think what it might be. They do really good Will's probate conveyancing. Do they do anything apart from that? Yeah. You tell us about those, though. They do like uh, commercial services, personal services, business things, all the legal bits. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it builds probate Dis- and conveyance. Dispute resolution. Yep, that too. Property. Conveyancing's property. Yeah, it is. Uh, what's the other one? Employment law. Wills. Do you know what the best the best thing to do is, if you're interested in legal services, is go to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. That's our landing page. And you get a full range of services there. And you can chop 10% off your legal fees if you go through us. Do that. Great. Right. We're into the weekly show where we catch up on the latest news. What's the latest news uh, in Mug World? In Mug World, Willy Nonto mugs, Poof. selling like hotcakes. Do we love Willy again now? Is he is he back in the? People were buying him before he was back in for training. Weirdly, I don't know what's wrong with people. What they want a, a souvenir of a, a little bit. Judas Turncoat bastard? <laughs> it's, well, it seems so, yeah. But uh, I don't know what the latest is. I don't know if he's decided he wants to leave again or not but yeah he's back in training. We don't know for sure that he's actually withdrawn his transfer request, do we? We just know that they've had words in his ear sat him down and said, listen, Wilfred, we'd like you to stay. We're not going to sell you. You signed a contract. Make the best of it. We don't know if that's what they said. No, so that's that's hope. That's what they said. That's sort of the, the general vibe. Yeah. Maybe maybe Levi's did get involved. Maybe they sat down and said, listen, let's resolve this dispute mm. and fix things because you've signed a contract, you silly sausage. You want to hold him to that contract. Let's make everyone happy in this transaction. Apart from Sean Dyche. Yeah, but really, he's not going to be happy anyway, is he? We, we heard the Everton fan on propaganda. He already hates all of them. It's just another person for him to hate if Nonso goes there. Yeah, poor, Jack, poor Jackie Harrison being subjected to this this season. Mm, it doesn't look like he's going to be enough for them, does it? No. Just Jackie. We'll have him back at the end of the year. Yeah, it does start, it's starting to feel like that. Michael, you um, you set Willie Nonso a penance of 27 goals. Mm-hmm. So if, if you are prepared to forgive him, he has to score 27 goals. We're on a total of zero so far. Uh, mainly because we haven't played any games since you set that total. Yeah, but, uh, how, how do you think he's getting on? Well, at least he's gone early in backing down from this because if he'd waited till end of October, the games have ebbed away and he's having to score a goal a game or whatever, isn't it? At least now he can he can simply get a goal every game or two. Yeah, will you set? Will you make like accept assists? Maybe as a nope. It's got to be goals. Goals are assists are on top of that, right? Maybe ten assists. 
How many did Buendia get when Norwich went up? Was that 15? Yeah, I think it was like 16 goals and 16 assists. Like that. All right, well, if he's getting 27 goals, so I'll allow him, let's call him seven assists. That's reasonable, isn't it? I think that's fair. And if he gets on penalties, they don't count towards his goals either. What do you think about the reaction to William Onto coming back into the fold? It's sort of been swallowed by the news cycle and the arrival of the the ending of the window, hasn't it, in a, in a strange way. The stadium will be an interesting litmus test of how people feel. He's got to get booed because that's what happens. It's pantomime. Uh, he's been a very naughty boy. People need to express that feeling that he's been a very naughty boy. Will they forgive him if he starts scoring some of his 27 goals? Yeah. That's how football works, isn't it, mainly? Pretty much. It feels a little bit like we've had a big spectacular breakup with a girl. Said you're never speaking to her again, then you get a text and you go, well, hang on. <laughs> I did see someone on Wacko <laughs> Maybe again. Maybe I've been a little bit hastier. Someone on Wacko said it's like um, your partner, your missus, your husband, whoever has been playing away from home and then has come back yeah, and you're attempting to, to patch it all up again. How do you feel about it in Moscow? Well, he's not the, the first. He probably won't be the last to do this. It's always a row about it in the, the weekend emails. Some people have read, but did a roundup of all the players who've kind of gone against the club, angled for moves, wanted away, and probably the same age as Wolf Nyonto, Billy Bramner was kept disappearing to Scotland without club permission because he was homesick, and then he put in a transfer request. Hibbs put in a bid of 25 grand, and he was brilliant, <laughs> let me go to Tibernian. And um, it took a lot of work from... Don Revy to persuade one, he um, he lied to, well, he arranged it with the Leeds United board. He said, Hibs have bid 25,000. He asked somebody at Hibs how much money they could actually afford. That's all they can afford. So he said to the Leeds board, they've got 30 grand. Make sure we get 30,000 for him, which Hibs couldn't do. And then uh, he went up to Scotland and worked on his girlfriend and said, look, move to Leeds. I'll buy you, I'll set you up in a house. You get married, live here sort that out so he doesn't have to keep coming up to Scotland all the time without telling anybody and uh, went to Bremner himself and said, look, I'm going to make you the star of this team. We're going to do, Revy was only recently the manager at this point. So I'm going to make you the the centre of this team. And um, and so the move fell through and, and Bremner stayed. But um, there was never, I don't think there was ever a question of him refusing to play, which is the, the line that Wilf has crossed. But it's sort of, it's worth remembering that, that we have now side before self is the thing that people always throw at him. And it's like, well, before Billy Bremner had got round to learning that, he was also banging in transfer requests and swanning off whenever he wanted because he wanted to be with his girlfriend instead of playing for Leeds. Jack Charlton as well was sitting in Matt Busby's office ready to sign for Manchester United because he was sick of Leeds. Spent an entire summer arguing about his contract, refusing to sign because the wages weren't good enough. <laughs> He didn't want to play in the second division. And then it was only when Matt Busby said, yeah, it's it's between you and this other centre-back I quite fancy that he was like, he went back to Leeds and, and sorted it out. So it's funny, some of the, the legendary figures in the club have done their utmost to get out of Leeds at various points. I mean, Jack Charlton was 27 at that point and turned into legends from what they went then went on to do. So Wolf has got a lot of work to do on the pitch, but the idea that players haven't always put in transfer requests and try to arrange their careers to suit their own lives is not really anything new. Yeah, it's, it's a job, isn't it, to them? We have to remind ourselves of that. Their relationship to the club is vastly different to ours. Doesn't mean we have to agree with it or emotionally engage with it, but it is a truth, isn't it? That, Same that, with Jack Harrison. We see you're not sure how he'd feel if he comes back next year. He'll, if he comes back next year, he'll probably just do be exactly the same as he was. He'll be trying to play really well for the club because then he'll be doing that for Everton and he'll be playing as well as he possibly can for Everton. You don't always need the emotional attachment. I'm sure 
Messi didn't grow up an Inter Miami fan, but he's already dragged them off the bottom of the table and won trophies. Only Robbie, only Robbie Keane played for every boys club, didn't he? Yeah, what you want is good players trying hard as they can to win games. I think the thing with Nanta is it feels just like it's a bit ideas above his station because he's been here five minutes, he's very young, and it does feel a bit like, all right, mate, you know, you're only a child. Know your place for like until you're at least established in the first team and have scored more than five goals, six goals, whatever it is that he's got. It, it feels a little bit like he's he believes he's outgrown us at a point when maybe he should well, knuckle down. When we've been instrumental in his growth. Yeah, yeah. I know. If this was Rafinha, you'd have to go, all right, yeah, like fair it, enough. It's what we said before about credit in the bank, isn't it? And he doesn't have that yet. He's provided us with some really nice moments so far in the Premier League, but not a huge amount. And we do do it to other clubs. I mean, Zurich probably have an, an argument about why didn't they get a, the rest of the season of Wolf Nyonto before he left? And if you remember, Rafinha had just got, you saw how angry all the wrong fans were about him wanting to leave for the Premier League. The news broke about us signing Luis Sinistera while he was literally playing a game in the Eredivisie. So it happens all the time. It's just, and Wolf also has to, when you talk about ideas with his station, he also has the point of, well, he's not been getting in the team at Leeds. He got taken off against. Cardiff and then you've got actual Premier League teams saying like no if you come to us you'll be playing every week and you'll be playing in the Premier League for more money so the ideas above his station are not necessarily something that he's come up with and woken up in the morning going actually I'm brilliant it's clubs saying we think you're worth 25 million and we'll put you on the wing in the Premier League goes, oh well I'm, well then why can't I get in the yeah. Leeds team it happens yeah so there is there is an external factor there swaying the opinion of the player as well it's not just a case of he should appreciate his position at Leeds is it but there is a truth to that and that's the only one we need to care about I don't care about who covers him who's in the Premier League I'm not bothered I'm bothered that he sticks to the contract that he signed and I'm pleased that the club of um, what seems to be at this stage anyway held him to it I think it was an important marker for this ownership to be seen to regain a sense of control over the whole thing it's hard to know what's the ownership and what's Farker because as we've discussed before he's got previous for this with with one away players at Norwich and he he did the same with them, didn't he? Put them to one side and then was like, okay, when you want to play, whenever you're ready, I'll bring you back and I'll use you. So I think he's handled it well. Get rid of the distractions, isn't it? That's kind of what he was hinting at with Sinistera is that there's not been a refusal to play, but with everything going on, he's just like, he's not thinking about football enough and he's he's not concentrating. So he should go and do something else for a little while. The, the, I was going to say on the honouring contracts thing, it's always... You know, the contract does also have the, the proviso that if somebody bids enough money for Leeds to want the money more than the player, then the contract becomes meaningless. Mm. So there is, there's always these, we're kind of as supporters standing on the edge of this, hoping for somebody to bleed out the heart, whereas it's just a player, if they get a player, uh, an offer that they want from a, another club, then they might take it. And the club equally, if Everton had come straight in with a £40 million bid, I don't think there would have been any of this no. um, back and forth about getting upset about what, what Wilf actually wants. Plenty of clubs have sold players to clubs that they don't want to play for as well. We've had, It's probably been getting used to a bit of a change from the days of, uh, well, I suppose Jack Harrison's a, another example when he signed for, he, signed for, he went to Chicago in the draft and then he, he was like walking over to them at the at the convention and then New York just took them took him off them. He's like, no, you have to go over there. Now you're not going to Chicago, you're going to New York. Only a few thousand miles difference. But the same, you know, you had to, uh, plenty of players called into managers' offices and said, right, we've enjoyed your time at Newcastle. We're selling you to Plymouth. I don't want to move to Plymouth. Well, we want the million pounds that Plymouth are offering, so we'll see you. So it is always cutthroat on the inside and everything has its value. And I was 
bringing back to the old, everyone was fuming at Bielsa for not committing to more than a, a one-year contract and Leeds would have sacked him anyway, however long the contract was. It's the way it works for football clubs when they see something they want and the way it works for players when they see something they want. What do you think of the market so far then as we come into the final week of it? I just want it to be very much over now. I find it the most tiresome, draining transfer window ever. And it's partly my own fault for endlessly scrolling and the, the thirst for information. I don't know. I, I, I guess it, for you, how do you think Fabrizio Romano feels? Probably in need of a holiday. I do worry. He's 30 years old, is Fabrizio. You know that. He's 30 years old. I would have. What's, what, do you think his life, what do you think his life, given that he gets about four hours sleep for the whole transfer window, what's, do you think his life expectancy is? About, four, about 40. About his life expectancy, I think his life is awful. Yeah. I've read, I've read interviews with um, uh, Shams Shirania, who's the basketball equivalent who works for the Athletic in America, and it just sounds such a hollow existence of just like yeah, literally 18, 20 hours a day, just texting people so that you can put a tweet out to say that somebody's going to sign. And as I always say, it's meaningless because they can't confirm anything until the club actually says. So it's just somebody saying. This is going to happen in 10 seconds. And then 10 seconds later, Leeds say, oh, we've signed this player. Told you. And you, for, the, for this, for this, you get four hours sleep a night and you don't speak to your friends or family. Well, I was going to say, yeah, we need to be careful about this because we've carved ourselves a little niche in an area that didn't previously exist. You know, like fan media. We talk about football and all the stuff that surrounds Legion Night. We've created a thing around it in the same way, I guess, that there's Fabrizio and his ilk have kind of done it, haven't they? This it's, it's goes, it goes beyond the gossip columns, doesn't it? Like it used to be in the papers. It's this whole little sub industry now of, like you say, just tweeting about stuff that's probably going to happen, people talking to people, that kind of thing. But like you say, the difference is that I do sleep more than four hours a night, and I don't really speak to football agents all that much. Yeah, it's completely different. I don't know why you're comparing them. <laughs> no, like he's created a little satellite industry around football, is what I meant. And we've done. We, we're also in a little niche of our own as well around football is what I'm, I was getting at. Okay. But um, I don't, yes, I don't relentlessly tweet about what's I enjoyed his tweet about um, Nadim Amiri. He said, Leeds United just sent a formal bid to let Bayer Leverkusen as Farker would like to sign him. But it turns out we're not signing but him. Makes, yeah. it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, why else would we send a, a bid to him? I... We sent a formal bid to Bayer Leverkusen and then for later a, we're going to tell Farker who he is. I want to know how formal it was. Mm. I hope it was written with a quill. Mm. Yeah, yeah, scroll delivered by a, a page boy. With a royal seal on it or whatever whatever seal they use at Ellen Road. Probably. Um, it's not a seal, it's a, uh, a snow leopard. Anyway, I, I came in here <laughs> assuming we were signing him um, and Dan tells me we're not. Well, apparently that that, that, that Florian Plattenberg who's uh, um, in Germany said that he wants to go to Marseille instead of not us. So, he oh. looked like a, a troublemaker anyway, if you ask me. <laughs> were, you, oh. were you concerned about his hair? Oh, definite dickhead's hair. Yeah. Although you said Rafinha had dickhead's hair and he was brilliant, so... Yeah, but I know, but that was misinterpreted in that you're entitled to have dickhead's hair if you're brilliant with it and oh, okay. Rafinha was. Like, you know, if you're going to have an outrageous haircut, you need to be an outrageous player to kind of back it up. Well, I watched a YouTube clip of him and he did appear to be really did good. Did you want him more than anything? I wanted him more than I wanted Ian Westlake when I watched that. Yeah. Which was also earlier this week. Yeah, we did that on um, on the guide, didn't we? The, the Westlake goal, all of them. That was fun. Look, look out for that in your feed. Video and audio. So, not if not him, someone else. This is all kind of been circulating around the, the private jet trackers that people uh, people are seeing who's going in and out of Leeds Bradford Airport. Um, as we speak right now, 10 o'clock on Thursday morning, there's a private jet coming in from Norwich later on today at 1 o'clock to Leeds Bradford Airport. That's exciting, isn't it? Should we start tweeting about that? There's a plane going to land at Leeds Bradford Airport. I do it Fabrizio style. I do kind of wish we'd just signed some players because I feel like all <laughs> summer I've just looked at my phone and gone, nope, not one today. Yeah. Nope, not one today. 
the club kind of have indicated that we are going to sign some players, which has just got the hopes up. Yeah. Surely it's easier to get 25 quid on the train from Norwich to Leeds. Yeah. It takes a bit longer though, doesn't it? It's not as flashy. Yeah, but, you know. Can't get, you can't make a video of someone coming off a train, can you? Of course you can. <laughs> not in the same way. That's what Harry, all the Harry Potter movies were about. Yeah, they? Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you, is that the train that now runs from Strangers on a train? Strangers on a train. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like the football signing, is it? Train, train spotting. Trends, yeah. Perhaps a twist on the theme. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing with um, Joel Perot and all this dragging on is, uh, just sign him weeks ago. Yeah, just keep crack on with it, yeah. Yeah, just put a bid in. And it's kind of... Do you want a formal bid or an informal one? Just one that will... Uh, Smart casual bid. Buy him. <laughs> one placed by... Uh, I always get the confused between Martin McCutcheon and Marty McFly. We need Marty McFly to put the bid in, go back in a DeLorean mm-hmm. um, to the start of the summer and just tell Swansea we're having. Maybe just kidnap him through time and space. But there was something instructive about Tyler Adams going to Bournemouth where there's all the wrangling about the loan clause or the, the release clause not being met and them thinking, oh, they could get him for 20 million and it being sorted out with them just going like, oh, about 23 million. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Another three million. The rumours or the reports say that Leeds value Joel Pro which are around eight to ten million. Bid eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just buy him. Because what else are you going to do with a million quid when you're a football club? You're not going to spend it on anything good. Well, I think it's, the issue is more that if he gets decent Premier League interest, he's going to go there. That's about the size of it, isn't it? Mm. Rather than, but I think if we if we are his best offer, then he'll come to us. But um... basically, waiting until the thirty first of August to see if Erling Haaland gets injured, mm. and then if. It, an offer might come that way. That's what it's all about, really, isn't it? So, but that's why a shorter transfer window would be useful. Just get it all sorted out before pre-season training. In fact, hey, fuck it, waiting to see the, what they're like in the first week. Never mind about. Maybe you can have a week of friendlies, but then. Although on the counterpoint to this, you could think right. Well, if if Everton come in for me now, they look like the gurgling around the plug hole. Going to give that one a swerve. Instead, you could gurgle around the plug hole in the championship with us. <laughs> Couldn't you? You don't. We won't be gurgling around any plug holes. You'll be in the middle of the bath. No, we'll be we'll aimlessly be, swimming. We'll be cantering towards the top. Um, some other names that have been mentioned in the round: uh, Glenn Kamara, midfielder Lewis O'Brien. That one, that's one of those that just needs to happen now, just to make it go away. Well, they both do because we've been linked with Lewis O'Brien since he was playing for Huddersfield and Bielsa was manager, and we've been linked with Kamara since at basically the end of the season. He's been linked with us. It'd be one of those when Kamara goes through, you'd be like, "Well, why didn't we do this months ago as well?" But I, I'm sure there are reasons. Yeah. I was quite pleased when Ryan Kent just immediately went mm. to Fenerbahce at the start of the window, just sorted out so we didn't have to do that. But then there have now been talks that he might get loaned out straight away if they buy two other players. What, so could, it, what can, could his destination be, Moscow? Well, exactly. It all <laughs> it all looms, doesn't it? But you wonder if um, how much of that is just like, oh, we haven't got anybody else to write about. Do you think, just, do you think Leeds, are, Leeds are just trying to borrow us into submission and we'll just, so we'll just accept anyone now? I mean... These are all, they all seem like they'd be quite sensible players. Just get them done then, should we just get them done? Yeah. What about Jed Spence? That seems like a good move, because Spurs bought him for no good reason. In the way Spurs do, they just see someone play well in the championship sometimes, don't they? What's problem with Jack Clark? Yeah, and go, oh, yeah. Daniel Levy, I'll have him. I want him. I'll have him. Joe Roden, another one they've Mm. they've bought for no reason. Yeah. Spence is good, because he he wound up Paul Heckingbottom the other year, didn't he, when um, uh, Heckingbottom tried to act all tough, giving him the ball back at a throw-in and kind of, Pushed it into his midriff, like as, as if it was a, like a disguising a punch, and and Spence was just stood looking. I'm like, why have you done that? 
<laughs> and then all the benches got involved and there was a bit of a scrap going on. It's one of the daftest things. It's kind of, it's weird to think Paul Heckenbottom has gone from that to actually getting into the Premier League because it's one of the things you would expect like a, a League 2 coach to do. I'm going to rile them up. Get heads. Yeah. I did wonder at the time, but this was before we knew who Jesse Marsh particularly was, but he was always going about how he would, you know, harangue a referee to try and change the psychology of the game. And that's kind of what I wondered at the time if Paul Heckenbottom was trying to do that, that the game was not really psychologically exciting enough. So he's like, oh, I'm going to shove a ball at Jed Spence. Um, and he ended up just looking like a, a little dweeb. Where was Jed Spence on loan last year? I believe he was in France. Playing for? We've already brought them up. Come on, let's do it. And I, I was a bit... Double bubble. I was Come a bit on. disappointed when you already when you already said it because I, I wrote this in a way that you'd, you'd be set up. But... <laughs> Thank you, Moscow. <laughs> it's good. I was, one of my favourite highlights after the um, Spain winning the World Cup the other week, um, well, the good parts of their celebrations was for some reason the players were doing party tricks on stage and one of them stood up and did an impression of a Ferrari. <laughs> she made the noise of a Ferrari well, engine. Were they in charades or something? No. It was quite an odd thing. But she's saying, and it's great because the clip that is wonderful is a camera focused on one of her teammates behind her who, when she starts saying, and now I am going to, this look of horror on her face because she's like, oh no, she's going to do the thing. And then... She says, uh, an impression of, my impression of a Ferrari. And she's going like, no, 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 no. And then, uh, and, and, and I, and everybody, please be quiet. And she puts her head in her hands while she stands there going, <laughs> but arguably better than, um, what's the keeper called at Villa? An absolute knobhead. Martinez. Yeah, better than Martinez using the golden glove like a five-finger penis, <laughs> I would argue, on stage. Yeah. Um, just speaking of the women's football, by the way, um, women kicked off their season with a 2-1 win against Stockport. Our very own Liv Smart. Are we, are we still sponsoring Liv? I hope so. Let's say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we're, just invoice us, Liv. Yeah. <laughs> just tell us where we need to send the money. Yeah, um, a lovely assist for the second goal, so that's good. 21s beat Scum at Old Trafford 2-1, which was good. Lovely, lovely assist. Skip past our own player. It was a, a free kick on the edge of the box, played in behind the wall to the... Um, who scored it? Oh, it was Daniel Whitten, played in perfectly in the penalty area, caught Stockport by surprise mm. great bit of from the training ground set piece Super. work which given that they're fitting training in around in Liv's case like ferrying like loving kidneys around from <laughs> body to body um, in a legal sense because yeah, it's, it's, she works for the NHS she's not harvesting organs nope it's, no, no. Uh, unless uh, a few go to old Rob Price <laughs> they are paid in the NHS got to make a few quid on the side leave a few bits wrapped by the, up by the bins wrapped up in old newspaper just <laughs> Out in the the bucket next to um, Rob Price's door, but yes, yeah, so not a lot of time to get that sort of stuff done. But um, yeah, twenty ones was very saying. good. And McGurk did his party trick there; that was good. And what's his party trick? He exists to annoy Manchester because he's a scouse lad. That's his party trick because really? he was he was baiting them afterwards, wasn't he? Like, and it's kind of weird, is McGurk because he always looks good when I've seen him, but he mm. never seems to get anywhere near the first team. And then never gets a move either, you no. think. And he's not young anymore. He must be 21 now or something. I think he's 27, Michael, but he's Is destined he? to stay in the 21s forever. Just, yeah. well, I was, what's his name was back there, wasn't he? Jenkins as well. I was sort of kind of forgotten about mm. him. He was out on loan mm. in Manchester. Jack, was that Jack Jenkins? Yeah. Jeans brand? Yeah, he's yeah. always looked pretty decent. And then you're right about McGurk. He's kind of, it's, he's not, like I'd say players who are not as good of, as good as him have got moves, which mm. is not an odd one. But well, um, he's 20. 
Connor Douglas made it, made it 2-0. Uh, who made it 2-1 because they scored? Some scum bastard. Yeah, some scum bastard got sent off like, as well, didn't they? And Tony Perkins took an absolutely terrible penalty as well. Right. It was straight off the Pat Bamford training ground. Right. Not in a corner, not very hard. When Pat Bamford gets fit, like a new sign-in? Well, for a week or two. Yeah. Until he's injured. So, final week of the window. What are your hopes right now? Facundo Buonanotte. That's mm. my hope. We didn't mention him yet. He's the Brighton midfielder who's been linked with a loan move. Although one of their major players got in, injured, didn't they? So maybe that's off the they'll table. Have, they'll have hundreds of others. Yeah. Annoying, isn't it? Yeah, we do want another Brighton loanee that we fall in love with and then ultimately have to hand back. Um, if we're handing back after promotion, it's fine. You're prepared to accept I'm that? I'm prepared to accept that. And finally, old news now. Tyler Adams went, didn't he? To Bournemouth. He yeah. immediately got uh, forgotten about in all the non-known noise as well, didn't he? His big moment was lost by that transfer request. Big moment? Well, it was kind of a shrug. Was it Friday when he went? It Was it Friday morning? I'm sure it was. At some was... point on Friday, yeah. It was after we'd recorded the weekly show. That's maybe why it feels like a long time ago. Yeah. After we did the weekly show. But... I, re- I remember waking up. It, it all got confirmed at quite an odd time, didn't it? And I remember waking up and just seeing, checking the news. Tyler Adams gone to Bournemouth and just been like, ah, oh well. Mm. He was injured anyway, so it was hard to... We didn't mm. get a glimpse of him. If we'd have seen him like we did... Nonto and Sinistera in the Cardiff game and went oh they look good I'd like to see more of them I think we'd miss him more but as it is Ampadu and Gray have done really well in midfield Adams is injured anyway we've not seen him play since February was it his last game or something it was ages ago him leaving feels almost irrelevant it is weird because players like Verber who's probably half the player Adams is kind of with him leaving a lot of wailing how dare he we'll admit, no we wanted you you we, we were going to be great and then the the captain of the USA, who was one of our best players last year when he was fit, he's going off to Bournemouth. Oh, well. We have at least got money for him. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's the difference. It does feel like, oh, you never quite know how deals are structured and whether or not we simply now owe the money for him still and this fee just pays for the fee. We yeah. we do, we would do. But it feels like this may allow us to make some moves in the market, whereas everyone leaving on loan felt mm. a bit shit because it was like, oh, well, brilliant. So well, now we still can't this. sign anyone. Well, if the cash position is fine, as we are led to believe, then fine we've got a bit of FFP yeah. everyone whatever I'm bored of talking we're, about it and we're good for, for that money anyway like if we went to somebody and said we're getting 20 million for mm. Tyler Adams it's less of a problem I think the other aspect is that um, with his significance is that if he had stayed fit last year I have the feeling we probably would have stayed up mm. probably that's the difference is that we just everything went in midfield his stupid mate had to take over we just lost a lot with him getting injured it's a lot to pin on one player and maybe it would have taken more than just that and it's not that kind of a statement that he's that good of a player that he could have kept us up single-handed but it was definitely the thing we were missing towards the end when you revisit fucking Sam Allardyce's attempt at keeping us up against Spurs could have done with a midfielder instead of just six defenders so bearing in mind that he had that kind of that's probably his biggest contribution in the end because he was good midfielder fine can't really pass but good at tackling and good at sort of running to sort things out um, but then getting injured and us getting relegated is probably yeah cheers mate <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing with most of them have left isn't it you kind of yeah. you know, would have liked know. to have kept it him. was good yeah. it was good last year we, we, we shouldn't gloss over the fact he was probably our best player or certainly one of them yeah. while he was fit but as it was he wasn't fit then we went down and now he's gone and so, we all got sad so fine let's all move on from it <laughs> 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, welcome along. The court is now in session. Is that what we're, we're saying? Yeah, you brought your, your misplaced gavel. Yeah, if you are a TSB Plus member, Jez got in touch Shot me down in flames. I didn't know that we, we don't have a gavel in. I did know. If you're on the video version, you can see I bought a, a wooden gavel off Amazon. It's not the most robust thing. For I feel like square ball auction. I feel like an, a, an official judge's gavel and block would be a weightier thing than this. Mm. But anyway, it's, it's Dan Michael and Moscow in the TSB jury in the courtroom. Looks a lot like our studio. Are we are we sponsored by anybody for this? We are. Um, would you believe there is a firm of solicitors who have lent us their support across the last few years? Well, who, they're used to the sound of that thing, aren't they? No, because they don't have them in British courtrooms. So unless they've been to the auctions, then this is what Jez was saying on the members show. You don't have a gavel and block. And I knew that, but I just wanted something, a bit of theatre for the TSB jury. But Michael's insisting that I didn't know. I did know. I explained. I did know. I explained on the member show. I did know. Just got, been watching too many episodes of Judge Judy and got carried away, which is, I think that's how... Um, Levi Slitters has uh, started, isn't it? Watching Judge Judy. And getting carried away. Yeah, if, if we could do that. Have you seen the episode of Judge Judy that's Will's probate convincing? Yes. Yeah. It was quite dry, Yeah, that one, to be honest. <laughs> Just someone looking through some house documents. But when when Levi's do your Will's probate, are you convincing? None of that's dry. It's great fun. Especially the Will's, the Will's and the... <laughs> <laughs> the wills of the probate. It's yeah. The, there's no boredom when uh, you get involved with, with Levi's. Every, all the legal processes are just pure carnage from start yeah. to finish. <laughs> great fun, aren't they? You, you you ring them up, laugh a minute, and all you can hear is like circus music in the background. <laughs> That's not true. And we say, uh, on behalf of our clients who pay us to, to advertise their wares, they're a very fine and upstanding legal firm, and you can get ten percent discount on your legal fees. Levi's listeners at UK forward slash the square ball. The court is in se- is in session. Is it in session? Yeah, it can be. It can be in session. Good, right? Um, so first, we award the Ken Bates Villain of the Week award. We need a Villain of the Week. You're allowed to assign petty grievances and take some cheap shots if you want. Who is going to put forward the case for who they believe who's going to stand at the legal hockey and throw some legal darts at the candidate? We don't have darts in the courtroom either. I don't think. No, just it's a metaphor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it you, Michael, or is it you, Moscow? And who do you want to nominate for uh, for Villain of the Week? Who do you think it should be? Well, the villain of the week is Matthew Donoghue, who is the dickhead ref. Right. There we go. Caught us. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any argument. If I look, if you look at his player rating, he got 1.01. You asked if anyone gave it above one, they needed to justify it. Someone, someone has done actually. Right, it was good. It was good justification. One oh one point zero one. Though it's good. One oh one because he turned up for turning up. Yeah. yeah, which we wish. Which he gets. He gets expensed. He gets his expenses. So let's not like over egg the pudding here. <laughs> mm. Let's not praise him for turning up. It's his job. That's his job. 
we're into, <laughs> we're into Roy Keane territory there, aren't we? And yeah, race hate crimes against Irish people. But yeah, it was bad, was my judgment of it, having watched it back, like quite obviously hit his hand. Yeah. I think the linesman should have seen it too. You'd want your officials to get that sort of thing right, wouldn't you? Doesn't mean I want VAR back. I just want someone to notice mm-hmm. when the ball hits someone's just hand. Just do your job better. And also there was the not booking, was it Jason Malumbi, who he didn't book yeah. for the for the handball as well. Should have seen that. Well, they could have been off. Give, I mean, given the number of yellow cards he did give, yeah. to not give two yellow cards to him felt weird. Uh, we've got Bobby Madley as well against Ipswich this upcoming week. We're going to preview the Ipswich game with Phil on that show big yeah. Huddersfield fan Bobby Madley yeah that's good news for us I can see no bitterness there whatsoever <laughs> that's next week's show sorted any other mentions then you want to uh, provide evidence to the court from before we cast judgement I mean it's going to be Donahue, isn't it let's face it I mean I, I can see all three of us going for that there's going to be no majority verdict here it's going to be unanimous I mean there were there were people suggesting it should still be Nonto was this be- before the redemption arc started or yeah most of these would have been in before they would have been yeah um, misbehaving when bathing says fucking little prick can rot in our under 18s 5 million is cheap price to pay to make a stand especially when it's not my money which is a fair point and a, very, a very good definition of a petty grievance that I think mm, and it's not really well, it's kind of non-so related but Jelly nominates uh, John Mark Bosman says remember before he came along when players had next to no power <laughs> had to ruin it for everyone because boohoo I'm being vastly underpaid grow up <laughs> which I think is absolutely fine yeah but yeah Bosman did ruin everything didn't he he had a point I suppose yeah but, but he still ruined everything didn't he Let's pull those rights back. <laughs> That's what I say. They've got to be too good now. We're in that sort of political climate anyway. Let's reduce people's rights. Let's oppress them. Make them stay here even if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Yeah, I'll fine. You've got a couple of petty grievance things as well. What for? Why? Um, saying you like the cut of Farkas' jib because Dom remembers you saying that about Max Verber. I've only got a limited number of catchphrases I can use. I'm, I'm not clever enough to think of more. So Okay. And Mark, who's attacking in, my intellect. Who sent in the shirt, accused you of a grammatical error, which... Didn't exist. This was the Levi's um, Will's Probate Conveyancing shirt, which which you've, you can't be asked wearing anymore. Still I said, out there. said to you before we started recording today, do you want to wear it? You went, nah. I'm wearing it for best. I'm going out for a lovely meal with my <laughs> wife this weekend, so I'm going to wear it for that. <laughs> can't be wearing it out for podcasts, can I? He was, he was claiming that the, the grammatical error on the shirt was deliberate. I'm sorry, I'm not having that. Well, we've all made mistakes and pretended they were deliberate, haven't we, Dan? And I do like the cut of Farker's jib. What's wrong with that? What's, what's factually incorrect about that? It's my opinion. I like him. Just to be clear on that, you are t- taking issue with the, with Mark, who actually made and sent the shirt. That like he is telling you what it said, and you are yes arguing about it. I, mean, I know you are the judge here. Yeah. However, I would perhaps be wanting to instigate a little bit of an inquiry. Well, has he has Mark shown up and delivered his statement to the court? No. Yes. Am I here? Well, he sent, a, he sent a statement in that we have delivered to you. He says, it took me bloody... Prove, prove it came from his hand. It took this me is Michael. Bloody ages to come up with that, he says. And here you are, throwing it back in his face, just because you've got a bit, a little hammer and a little bit of power. To anybody who's not seen the shirt, what is the grammatical error, Michael? It said... What does it say on the back Better of it? Better if only you'd you, worn it. You really treasured the shirt, on, It was on you? the back. I can't read it. You could have brought it in and held it up to the camera. It says... It's My the... Moscow's going to get it. <laughs> I believe... Does it say it's... It's the and then there's a big three on the back. I think yeah. is the it's the it's the big three. Thank you for doing this, Moscow, for it, doing Michael's job for him. It was made a lot easier for me by the fact that Phil Hay is surprisingly in the. Uh... I said I shouted Phil's name before. Is he not listening to me? No. There you go. Thank it's, you, Phil. Oh, that's the that's the big and then big three. Right. That's the big three. Uh, right. Okay. Fine. Yes. And that was deliberate, wasn't he it? He says it was genuinely intentional to run. That is the all-in-one word to reflect the good folk of Leeds' shorthand pronunciation. 
and reference a player's singular name on the back of a shirt, as in Nzonzi, etc. Oh, that's the... Yes. Oh, I like Holden. It works. I feel it's like great. I'm for a new club. I'm prepared to accept Mark's statement to the court. Right. There we go. Now, now you've done him the honour of listening to him and looking at the shirt. Well, if Michael had brought the prop in, then fine. Just give it to the Michael, dickhead ref. Michael had let him down. Anyway, dickhead ref's got it. Fine. Some cheap shots. Uh, there's a cheap shot against Ruter that Sai wants to, to make. Says, worst signing since Thomas Brolin. And Southampton get some some abuse as well. Just because they seem to have a proper team. And good like good recruitment and stuff. Yeah. And they're always hovering like every player that we want. It's always mm-hmm. a risk of like yeah. Southampton one yeah. as well. Go away. Right, fine. Dickhead ref gets it. What was his name? Donahue. <laughs> Donahue. I was going to call him Montague. Right, Gitano Bride, Hero of the Week Award. Uh, we need to pick out one Hero of the Week. Moscow, you will present to the court who you believe it will be or should be in a moment. We can also offer some formal commendations. The court can recognise good work this week because this is a nice court, not just a bad court. And there's a doff of the cap as well. Anybody you just want to say? Mm-hmm. Yep, we see you. Right, go for it. I'm happy to give it to Dan James because he was really, really good against West Brom. I don't know what more it takes. Mm-hmm. A player playing well for Leeds. We haven't seen that for a while. I, th- um, I think uh, misbehaving when bathing as well when he says um, he gets in a flack when it's going wrong, which is fair. I mean, he had to go all the way to Fulham. And the Thames is not a nice river. The stadium was half finished. He was playing in a building site. He's on the bench a lot of the time. Um, so we really did put him through it. And it was, there was the big contrast because... Nyonto did not get the the final villain imprisonment or whatever it is now, the sentencing. <laughs> <laughs> but the contrast is that it was Dan Je- the reason Dan James went to Fulham was to make room for, well, Cody Hackpole, didn't work, Bamba Dieng, Joe Perot, anybody else. And then eventually Wolf Nyonto, when it's like, sorry, Dan, only room for one short winger in this squad. Well, two, I suppose, some of us there as well. And Jamie Shack now is a winger. <laughs> oh, he wasn't at the time. But Shackleton was already at Millwall, so he was safe. Also, Millwall by the the river. Is <laughs> it Millwall, the you can say Millwall by the sea then, because the Thames kind of they do have ships up and down it, don't yeah, they? like the sea, but not pretty ones, just ugly tankers. Yeah, so Dan James basically had to go and have a horrible time in Fulham to make room for Wilf Nyonto, and then look what's happening now. Wilf, how was Wilf repaying us by throwing in his transfer request and trying to? get moves. Nyonto would probably love to go to Fulham. That would be a weird career arc. If Fulham used the money for Mitrovic to come and pay £30 million for Wilf Nyonto and then we have Dan James back. But if Dan James plays like he did against West Brom all the time, then I think he's going to be the assist king of the Champo and will then probably also, if we don't get promoted, we're going to be batting back £50 million bids for him because he's one of those curious players who people always overpay for. Um, scum and us included so far <laughs> we probably still owe a lot of money on him little scum bastard but we like him now mugs have all sold out do we need to get a reprint maybe a different one yeah. new design just in case Head some, bets. Yeah, yeah. Um, some formal commendations I feel like before we, we vote on Dan James who's a, a strong candidate vote so, for Dan James what did I say because he's winning he was top of the player ratings as well what did he get he got so this is our TSB plus members rate out of 10 and he got 7.82 that's good isn't it that's a good score. Farker Fark got seven point nine eight. Mm, Ampadu, Ampadu next in the playlist seven point one one. So he was he was clear by a distance at, mm. at the top of that. Yeah, Farker gets mentioned actually in the um, in the formal commendations. I would say and Jamie Shack for as Nobby LUFC put it, Jamie Shack little fucking never gives up. Little running bastard. Right. Um, it was also described as um, new Stuart Dallas question because the utility man. Yeah, we still don't really that's, know where that's West Leeds woman who said that. Mm. Yeah. We I mean we still have the current Stuart Dallas, don't we? If we can get fit, mm. so and we and Luke Ayling as well. Obviously, lots of 
mentions for him for the goal and for just being Luke Ayling. Andy in Salford wants to give a formal commendation to Sam Byram, who's been excellent so far. Let's hope he stays fit. My wife gets a mention as well. Mm, Andrew for, for, for accepting you as a suboptimal Jack Harrison. Works for me. Melier for that good save in the second half, all formally recognised, I think, by the court this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, some doffs of the cap. McGurk for the goal at Scum. And, and uh, some low-key trolling of Man United afterwards as well. Yeah. And then Baz nominates Larry Nance for getting pints in at the Peacock. Yeah, well done. Nance Jr. Should we vote on Dan James then? Do we, do we go for unanimous verdicts on, uh, on him as the, the Katana Barati hero of the week? I think so. He L- deserves it. Little scum bastard. Congratulations. Did that be your thing, man? There we go. There we go. It's, it's indistinguishable from the norm, the hammering yeah, I was that's, say. that's been going on in this room anyway. Due to yeah. the, Should the I go get, go get my power drill? <laughs> Start drilling into my own feet. <laughs> Deary me. Any further mentions to the court? Have we covered off everybody there? I think that's it. Yeah, Good I think stuff. Post Hammer, we can't. You've, you've closed proceedings, surely. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I don't. Uh, is it court dismissed? Is that what they say? You remember at the end it's of like not, a, it's not Columbo where it comes. Oh, at the end one of more a, thing. At the end of a at the end of a like a, tr- a film like a courtroom drama where the, there's like, there's an uproar. Everyone in the in the gallery goes nuts, mm. you know, because there's been a, like a sensational verdict overturned or whatever. And the judge gets his gavel and, and he, he whacks his block. And what does it, is it court dismissed? Is it? I'd say order first. Yeah. Order, order. I've, we'd probably we'd... just leave at that point. Yeah. If it's people just like uh, it's, thrashing been, around, yeah. they say, I'll, I'll, do with him. I'll leave, I'm going to leave you to it. I've done, I've done my bit now. Back to the chambers. Say. Just going to go to my chambers now. Going to head yeah. off. Have a good time. Someone's like, no, it should be Jamie Shackleton. He's don't, like, well, done it now, so I'm off. Don't have to do it. Right, there we go. Colt will be back in session next week. I feel we can tweak the format a little bit. Let <laughs> me try and refine it. But um, until such... Times we get suggestions how we can do this shambles better. We'll uh, we'll enjoy it as it is, yeah. You will. <laughs> we'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.